Broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA. Uniting sports fans everywhere, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. If God wasn't in my life, I really don't know how I would get through it, how, how I would play this game. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. As people, we get caught up in, I can do it, without allowing God to come and work and actually be the center of it all. Bringing you high energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. He knows I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be right all the time. But I'm going to continue to love him first and foremost. Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. So glad to be with you. And we have got an awesome interview for you today as we will be joined by former NFL defensive tackle Tommy Harris. He played his college football at Oklahoma and was a pro bowler with the Chicago Bears. But he's got quite the story to share, and, and he's been through major tragedy as he lost his, his wife uh, to a brain aneurysm and, and just a, a really difficult situation for him and his young kids. And, and so he's going to come on today to, to share about what he's learned, what he's been through, what he's experienced, and, and really how his faith has grown through it all and, and how God has given him the, the strength and confidence to uh, continue to persevere and endure. And, and so I think you'll be encouraged and inspired by Tommy Harris today. And so we'll get to him coming up, and it'll be an extended interview with him. And then toward the end of the show, we'll do our segment, Unpack This, about the ESPYs and this idea that we, we pause the, the sports world for one day to look back and admire everything that has taken place in the sports world. And so I'll discuss how that relates to our own lives. And so we've got a great show in store. Thanks so much for being with us. You can check out our website, unpackingit.com. Be sure to subscribe to our weekday email devotional as well. And that can be found on our website, unpackingit.com. Today's show is coming to you on Sirius XM Channel 211, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and Sports Byline USA. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. It's Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. And joining us right now is former NFL defensive tackle Tommy Harris. He played his college football at Oklahoma, where he was an All-American, and he was taken 14th overall by the Chicago Bears in the 2004 NFL Draft. During his time with the Bears, he was a three-time Pro Bowler, and the team went to Super Bowl 41. He is now a speaker with a ministry called The Locker Room. Tommy, thanks so much for joining us on Unpacking It. How are you? Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm well. 
All right. Well, man, we're, we're glad to have you on. And, and I know you've got just a, an incredible story to, to share with our audience and, and looking forward to, to really unpacking that, that story today. But, but first up, how has the summer been going for, for you and, and your kids? The summer's been beautiful, man. Uh, just a chance to uh, slow down. Uh, it's hard for me when they're all home because I lose my calendar. I don't know how to function when I don't know their schedule anymore. So, you know, just uh, getting that time back and getting them ready. Uh, it's almost over in Texas, so we got a couple weeks here, and they're, they're back at it again. <laughs> so it's one of those things you you love having them around, but it's uh, it's a lot on your plate. I hear you. Man, well, well. So let, let's talk about your NFL career to to start, and 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 when you look back at it, what do you appreciate most about playing in the NFL and having had that NFL career? I appreciate most. Um, I mean, just the opportunity to live out a dream, a dream, knowing that a dream can come true, and having that um, as a as a, a box checked in my books already at my age, knowing that whatever you believe can come true if you work hard enough, and uh, to be able to fulfill that at such an early age, it encourages me through my most um, difficult times that I can, and not that I can, I have. So knowing that I have done it so early, it always believes it keeps me going forward every day, no matter what I'm doing. That's what I've learned from the NFL. Oh, that that's neat. And and when you think about just your football playing days, what level of football did you enjoy the most? Uh, the level of football I enjoyed the most would been college. College was where you really learned your talent and. Uh, you know, it's like all the guys that uh, when you're in recruiting out out of your high school, only probably about one or two of you will make it out mm. if you're fortunate. But when you get to college, you, you're there with all the one and twos that made it out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and you, and you kind of – it's the most natural competitive level that you could play on. And you build uh, such a camaraderie between the brethren without the business aspect being highlighted yet. Uh, it is a very safe place to play football and get an understanding of people and behaviors. And I, I find that to be my uh, learning experience. That's what college gave me a great that experience was my best learning experience. And then when you got to the NFL, what were you most surprised by or, or what I don't know, maybe took you, it caught you off guard as far as becoming an NFL player. When I got to the NFL, the thing that I was most turned off by was how it was just live business to know that you're just a product and you only got so, but I didn't know that to my second contract, mm. you know, and uh, that the first contract, you're just still believing it's like college and, all that, but when you get that big, big contract, there's a lot that's required of you daily, and you have to deliver that when they say, and it, it just started to interfere with that little Pop Warner game that I fell in love with, mm. when you know you're told what to do, like, oh, it's it just, because I paid you, you got to do this, and it just became a, a, a like a spoiler for me, as for personal. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. Tommy Harris, our guest right now on Unpacking It. He's a former NFL defensive tackle and spent most of his career with the Chicago Bears. And, and I want to talk about a, a specific season, and it was the, the, the Super Bowl year, and, and the, the Bears went to the Super Bowl. You're on that team. 
but you ended up dealing with a hamstring injury. And, and I was reading about how that really led you to asking God to change you. So, so what led to that and, and how defining of a season was that for you? Oh, that was a, a, a great defining season for me, not just uh, on the field aspect, but spiritually. Um, I was spiraling in, a, in such an area that I, didn't, I could not understand the speed of what I was in. And that had to be uh, my, my third year in the NFL. And on my way to the stadium, we was playing the Minnesota Vikings. And I told my mom, we always would pray before we get into the stadium. And I told my mom, I said, Mom, I don't feel like doing this anymore. Mm. I said, I don't know what I'm turning into. I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it feels like I just want to call a timeout, but it's not my time to call out of anymore. I, I owe, I'm in someone else's time, like in a speedy system. So I just wanted a break. I said, Mom, I need, I need just a break. Mm. And she was like, you're going to be all right, guy. Gonna, Give you what you ask for, and you just keep holding on, just finish the season up, you're going to get so soon. I remember in the third quarter of the Minnesota Viking games, something just said, here's your break. They did his own left. The guard stepped down. I stepped down also to cover, fill in my gap. The right tackle stepped on my right foot while it was stuck in the ground, and the grass that was under my left foot flew up violently, and I did a split while catching the running back. And the one play in the game that all the players run to the pile to and jump on is that play. (laughs) Man. Uh, It was like a a lettuce, piece of lettuce just, and my hamstring tore totally off my pelvis. And there there goes your break. And that was the first time I also learned that the game of football life moves on. When they took me off, the game just kept going. Wow, and I thought that that was the first time I thought surely the stadium lights gonna go down, something's gonna happen when I go off the pit. <laughs> no, let's play, let's go. So I'm riding back to the locker room, and I had to get ready. They laid me on my stomach. They they asked me to uh, lift my right leg. I lift my right leg. They say, "Well, lift your left leg up," and I had no connection with it mentally. Oh. Couldn't lift it, couldn't move it, couldn't. I tore everything from the nerves, everything down. So. I had to watch my team go off to the Super Bowl and cheer for them. But that was like a great lesson that uh, I often think of when I go through what I'm doing with now. You know, the the loss of my wife, the different things that I fight through on a daily basis is just to tell you that the game, you make the best of what you have because life moves on. Mm. The game mm. moves on. So you got to make the best of whatever you have, man. And like, cause uh, as sad as it is, you got, life will go on. That's so, right. Gosh, appreciate the best of it. Mm-hmm. Well, man. Well, so so here you are. You're you're dealing with the the hamstring injury, and so you, you, in some ways you get what you you asked for. So so how did you you process that of you know dealing with an injury and having to recover? And and I assume you wanted to get back out on the field. Uh, but then oh, also yeah. taking advantage of that time. Well, it just showed me to stop crying about whatever you have in front of you is what you have in front of you and stop asking for something different because you asked to make it to the NFL. Mm. So now I get you to the NFL. And now you're asking, well, now I don't want it. So there's a growing up every man must do. Mm. And I believe through circumstances and situations, you get opportunities daily to practice. 
and to keep practicing until you get good at whatever this behavior is that you would like to be great at. If it's love, how many times a day are you repping out this behavior? How many times a day are you repping out? If you don't like lying, how many times are you intentionally focusing on today not to do this thing? And what it ends up doing is cultivating through our life circumstance situations a real person that has a true behavior, whether the market's up or down. It can be trusted. And that's just what I try to practice on every day through my situations that I've learned to never give up, to keep coming back and to keep showing up, man, with a heart to learn and a heart to play hard. That's it. And you can't control the ups and downs of it, man. You just got to be willing to play through. He's Tommy Harris, former Chicago Bear, joining us on Unpacking It. And we are just getting started. Plenty more to get to with him as we unpack his life, the tragedy that he went through, and how God has given him the strength to endure through it all. So stick around. More with Tommy Harris right after this on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Thanks so much for joining us on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Our website is unpackingit.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Bryce Radio. We're in the middle of an inspiring conversation. Tommy Harris, our guest right now on Unpacking It, former NFL defensive tackle. And uh, we're discussing his journey uh, on the football field, but, but we'll also talk about some of the, the key moments in his life off the field as, as well. And, and, and we'll stay in the NFL because you're, you're having a, a great career with the Chicago Bears and, and you end up going to, to three Pro Bowls. But, but eventually the, the Bears release you. And, and so I'm curious, kind of the, the other side of your career as, as far as the experience of being released, playing for different teams, what, what, what was that like for you? You know, having a cup of coffee in Indy. Uh, <laughs> and I got there, and it's like I had a quarterback curse on my career. Like I never could just get that one quarterback that I could rush. It was always someone different. Uh, God bless Olin Krutz. Uh So many hands was under there. Uh, it's just that, you know, like when I got to Indy, it was just like I I went to Indy, but thinking that Peyton was going to be there. And then once I got there, my numbers screwed up their numbers. I had the greatest preseason of my life. Like I felt so good. I left from there and uh, went to uh, San Diego. Mm. So, I had a good time there. San Diego, was, it was like I was just starting to learn how to become a professional and take my job serious and understand what I had in front of me. I have been gifted for so long, talented, but I never knew how to be a professional. I didn't understand it. I just thought it was a part of what I was doing already. But as I was, the longer I began to grow and to stay in the league, the, it became more levels and levels to the game of professionalism. So um, that's all I. That's what I basically learned from the traveling was finally learning that man, I'm a first rounder. I couldn't believe I was in Indy. Like, how they gonna get rid of me? Man, I'm the one that did it. And then next day, God is constantly. You're learning. You're humble and getting different experiences. 
I had a great time, made great teammates in Indy. Then I went out to Sandy. When they cut me in Indy, I was buying a house. Indy oh. told me, you know, I was like a shoe-in for Indy. I had sacks, had an interception, had a great, but I knew I was getting cut in Indy when they let me play the whole last game of the preseason. I said, oh, something's up, man. Oof. Something is up. I've never been in the fourth quarter of a preseason wow. since I was a rookie, you know. I went out to San Diego, got into San Diego, and uh, – Met uh, Takeo Spikes. Uh, I, I was, he was a teammate with me there, and he was one of the first that ever taught me true leadership. Mm. Um, he also taught me how to really take care of your body. Like He was like my big brother that I always wish I could have had if I came in earlier, played on the team with him earlier. Takeo Spikes was one of my, my greatest part of that journey and everything, man. I thank God for all of it. I wouldn't have ever met Takeo on that level, not yeah. just that friend or you know but a brother brother tommy harris our guest right now on unpacking it and uh he played with the chicago bears and the colts and the chargers and it was a three-time pro bowler and and so tommy let, let let's discuss really the the most impactful part of your your life and and it's the the story of of your wife dying in 2012 from a, a brain aneurysm and and so what about that story and and what you went through do you want people to know? And, and how do you use that, that story to, to inspire and encourage other people? Well, I live through that story daily. Um, it's just to uh, allow people that may be doing um, what they feel like whatever they have is not enough is to know that I had everything and that wasn't enough. Mm. So there's a, a simple place in life where we just learn. I hear everyone talk about being happy being happy and I want to be happy and that didn't make me happy and that didn't like I don't think the the job here for the human is to be happy mm. I think it is the job for the human uh, to be grateful to come to a place of appreciation for what it has and if it can make the best of what it has it could be entrusted for more mm. and I, I believe that that's what I just try to quiet the noise of all these lies that you got to be perfect and uh, you got to make money to be people friends and you, you, you got to get the ladies and you got to like, there's a lot of narratives that are not true mm. that I don't understand. And I can't let them drown me out of what I lived through and knowing that there's no amount of money that can save you from anything. It was all just the right phone call from being broke or being, uh, six months you have to live. You're all just the right before there's no, so it's trying to get the present back, the, the living right now and making it your best right now with what you have falling back. You never grow out of it. You know, it's like something that just gets better. It's a scar. It doesn't hurt anymore, but it's a scar. Mm. Uh, when I look at it, I remember that play. I remember how my hand got broken. And I remember when I look at my knee or feel it hurting someday, I remember what happened when I got cut against the dollar. So scars remind you also. So it's not like you ever just, I want to feel happy. And I no, it's just a part of coping and dealing with. And um, that's the, the main thing that I try to uh, just, as I learn, just try to live what I'm learning. Uh, try to teach everyone to, and, and well, I'm really, well, I didn't know how much this helps me when I help others. And that mm -hmm. seems like the only way that I'm able to really make sense of this whole 
thing. And then I went through all the different persecution between people I thought that was my friends. And after losing my wife, not seeing them again, the people that didn't like out of all the people to kill spikes out of all my teammates that I've ever had, I had to kill spikes for like five months in San Diego. And we built such a relationship, man. When my wife passed, the Keo Spikes found my mother's address in Colleen, Texas, and showed up at her doorstep while I was in the room crying. Oh, wow. You know, it's, it's moments like that where you can't replace, and then it makes sense of why you got cut. And it's well, That's like, right. it is all crazy. Like, man, you just. So I, I learned also not to talk so much during God's movie. But to just be a watcher, an observer, and to be appreciative of, of it. And it kind of lets go of a lot of the stress and anxiety. And to make the best, and every now and then, it's it's cool to say thank you. And to make a good habit of it, it's cool to say that. And everything's not stupid and dumb. and uh, It's it's cool to say thanks. Mm. Like, change the narrative. And that's that's all I try to do is encourage guys that are speaking words of negative people that have been spoken over them that are not true just to continue to change the narrative and, uh, and that like allow your voice to be the biggest voice over your life. And how do you feel about yourself? And that's what my whole situation that I've went through. That's what my wife teaches me daily. It's a powerful perspective. And so I, w- as you've gone through this over the, the last seven years or so, how have you been able to, you know, just growing your faith. How has God met you, you know, in this place and, and what has he revealed to you and, and in what ways specifically ha- has your faith really grown personally? Yeah, my, my faith has grown actually. It's almost like, um, you know, all the stories, I got a little piece of David, a little bit of Job, a little bit of Paul, a little bit of like, it's like all these stories you begin to read and they make you, when you go through them for real in real time, and make you go read over them, and then you feel like you have a, a closeness with these characters and uh, how their lives uh, exemplify belief in the midst of tragedy, belief in the midst of storms, belief in being not being able to see and being the belief in the truth. So I felt like as I'm going through, my faith has a chance to be one of those characters. And I'm in it. Like, I, and if they could do it, I can do it. And if Job held on, and yeah, he could play, but he held on. If Paul, a scumbag, can still be chosen and can speak the goodness of God, if David can lose a loved one and come back and go through what he, if, like, come on, like, all of it begins to speak of courage. Like, it only makes sense to believe him even more here. Mm. Because up there, I wasn't even happy. So I had to be honest with that. I, I didn't think God was blessing me and stuff was going on. I was grateful for an opportunity, but I still was going through my spiritual to say, God, what am I doing? I know you did not birth me here to play football. Football was made in 1920. God, you didn't born me here. to <laughs> Like, I, I'm, what am I doing? So that was always a question. So now through these different pursuits uh, and these uh, different life lessons, I'm starting to learn how to just listen and stop talking so much during the movie. I only know, I, I tell my kids all the time when they begin to talk while I'm talking, I'll tell my 10 year old, I say, son, would you rather build your, your, your tree house on a 10 year old tree or a 36 year old tree? Hmm. And I've been asking him this his whole life. And he'll say 36. Well, okay, let me finish. Let me talk. 
So it, it becomes, you start to learn to get around older people, get around people that have the Jesus mentality, whether you believe in him or not, he is my greatest superhero. Hmm. And if you go watch an Iron Man and all this, just imagine a man or a behavior that's so unselfish and unbiased. It just study his behavior. And if you could pick up some of the behavior, that's things that I want to continue to do in my life is to pick up his behavior and not trying to be God, but just like Jesus was, willing to give himself for others, take care of others, love on one another. When you see somebody being picked on, stop it. Don't be filming and recording. Mm. Like, have enough courage to step in during something. Like, it's just the courage of like, his behavior was different of any man. And I, I think that's when you hear the word Jesus. He comes and he, he teaches God presents the perfect behavior that a man can have in this body of this mortal clay. Tommy Harris is our guest on Unpacking It. He'll continue to inspire us right after the break. Thanks so much for being with us. It's Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. More with Tommy right after this. Hey, hey, it's Bryce Johnson, and it is time to start thinking about the upcoming fantasy football season. And good news. Unpacking It Ministries has a resource for you that will take you from the draft all the way through the championship. Order your Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook today, and each week, read about a fantasy concept and how it relates to the Bible and our own lives. It's designed for your league to discuss at weekly league meetings, on the phone, or in person. The FFF Playbook will add more meaning and purpose to the fantasy season and add value to your league. Grow in your faith, build deeper relationships with other owners in the league, and make more of your fantasy season. Join us at fantasyfootballfellowship.org and find all the details and order the FFF Playbook today. That's fantasyfootballfellowship.org. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. This is Unpacking It, where we unpack sports, faith, and life. I'm Bryce Johnson. You can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Coming up next segment, we'll do our segment, Unpack This, about the ESPYs. And you can sign up to receive Unpack This in your email inbox Monday through Friday. Just go to unpackingit.com and subscribe for free. We're in the middle of a powerful interview, and we'll continue now. Tommy Harris, our guest right now on Unpacking It, played his college football at Oklahoma. He was an All-American and a top draft pick by the Chicago Bears and uh, is, is sharing his, his story with us today on Unpacking It. And I'm just so in, encouraged by you, Tommy, and, and, and the fact that you, you, you lose your wife, which nobody can comprehend unless you, you've been through that, but, but the fact that you've been able to rely on the Lord, lean into the Lord through this this process of, of grieving. And, and of course, there, there have been tough days and all that, but, but you've continued to, to keep your eyes on the Lord. And, and I know that there are other people listening today who they've lost a loved one, 
but they've decided to walk away from God. And, and there's, there's so much anger there, and they've gone kind of the other direction. So, so what's your encouragement to, to those people who, who have gone through so much, and, and I guess just encouraging them the, the hope that you've found in, in Jesus? I, I want to bring awareness to walking away. We, we can't walk away from God. Like the promise that God gives us is that he's, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So knowing that as far as we believe we're out of his sight, we're out of his, the Father is right there ready for us any moment, any time already. He's, he's right there for us. There's also another promise I love about the Bible that says, man, I'll never, never leave you nor forsake you. Then he said, I'll never put more on you than you can bear. And this is when life began to change for me because I would always imagine the weight room. And I would imagine if I was going through a difficult lift or going through a difficult lift, I, whenever I wanted to rack it, I would look up and I would make sure I have the strongest spotter in the weight room that would, lift, would, would stand over me when I'm going for max lifts. And I believe that God is that thing in my life that for anyone that's dealing with that thing that's on them, the promise is that he'll never put more on you than you can bear. So I had to learn that whatever I was dealing with, it is bearable. And mm -hmm. it is tough right now, but if you've prayed for growth, and if you pray this, like all, all that stuff, I'm praying, God, give me a break. Now, God, just let me off. Like, and then, okay, now I give you a break. Now, God, heal me again. Now, help me. Man, God knows what he's doing. And I had to learn to let go, even in my darkest moments. My Sometimes I wonder in my darkest moments, why am I going? Why? So God had to remind me, Tommy, that's what light is made for. So sometimes I must send my light in the situations it don't want to be in, but it's not about you. This thing does not have to, it cannot be about you. You know what I mean? And once it becomes about you, then surely you cannot be satisfied. You're going to have anxiety. You're going to have depression. And, and it's all different things that stays in that place. So I just encourage whoever's going through that difficult time to just hold on and know that troubles don't last for always. And it takes the endurance. The more, the longer you hold on, I believe that it is growing something in you that you can't see right now. But later, there will be a bigger version of you, a greater version of you that shows up. Through, but th you can't see it. You have to trust it through these times. So my prayer is for that every person that lost someone. First off, sorry. I had a man that said that the, the coolest thing to me after my wife died, he came in and tried to save her life. Say, well, he tried to give me hope that her life could be saved because he had just went to a brain aneurysm probably about a month before. Freshly scarred, was still in his head. Oh. And uh, he had came and said, well, I got a doctor who heard about it, and we're trying to fly down there. They, they took a private jet, flew from California, did all this, came down, came in the hospital. And right when he was uh, he was there with me when I had to pull the cord with my wife, and uh, when I walked out of the room, he hugged me. And he said, I want you to know it sucks to be you right now. Wow. And, it, it, you know, everybody else's narrative was like, man, if that was me, I would have went crazy. I would have been there. I said, man, she'll be all right. She's going to make it. And everybody was talking, man, you're going to be all right. You're... Like, no, nah, to acknowledge that, first off, it sucks to be you right now. Yep. Now, get up off the ground. Let's go. We got rehab. We, we tore our ACL. We, we popped our hamstring. We're out for the season. But this does not mean it's our life. It's what we make it. Mm. Now, if you don't want to do any rehab, you could just go and walk off the side and sit underneath. But one thing I want to tell you is the game will go on without you. Mm. And we need you in the game. 
So there's a part of this, you got to do a part two. So I, I speak to the people under depression, even myself that's dealing with it. I speak against all those that God said, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's there is freedom, there is liberty. I come against anything that's bounding, anyone that they're dealing with, that God comes to loose the shackle and they'll break them free. So just to hold on and know that right now in your darkest hour, God wants you to enlighten reading, praying, meditating, working out, sweating, doing your part, and in your part, God will do his. Mm. And I promise mm. it, it'll all come together. And it's coming together. So just hold on. We've been made to endure, to endure, not to be billionaires, millionaires, not to be having, all, like, we, we, we're, we're made here to endure. Endure this thing, man, and make the best of what you have while you have it. Wow. No, it's inspiring stuff from Tommy Harris right now on Unpacking It. And uh, what a just a reassurance to, to know that, that God meets us in our hardest times. And, and he's the one that gives us the strength, the power to, to keep going. We just got to rely on him and trust him and, and put our, our full faith in him to be able to, to walk through difficult situations and, and unbearable experiences that that really only he can 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 give us the strength to to get through so so tommy i appreciate you who is is that who is that john apostle john john said that look how my it's crazy how my sufferings have goaded me closer to you Mm. (laughs) wow i know i don't want to go off bill like that but that's just great that's one of my favorite characters you know like incredible hawk is you know (laughs) but john is like one of mine like i look at him like one of those guys like for him to say man it's crazy how even under this suffering i found out how to be that same tough man i was out there doing all that and all that for that i found (laughs) out how i can do this for you Mm. that i can wield something i find out that i'm being created and molded when i decide to smile when i know i shouldn't be smiling Mm. when i know i don't feel like smiling I found more about you when someone treated me bad and I still respond like Jesus did back in a better way than they did with me. But it takes guts to do it in the fight. In the, but I want to be like one of those, the Hulk. And the, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll be too, man, for real. Just be encouraged, bro. Everyone. I'll tell you to hold on, man. Absolutely. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. That's right. Hold on everybody's everybody listening has been going through something is going through something or will go through something and uh and it's yeah. it's so crucial like like you were talking about having people like Takeo spikes in your corner to have the people that we can trust but but ultimately being able to uh to walk this journey with the lord and and knowing that uh he see he sees it all and, and knows what we need and and what's coming and, and how he's turning it around for good yeah he wasn't sleeping that's right he wasn't sleeping when my wife died wow no, that's that's powerful. It wasn't, yeah, I had to ask my son. I, I, he said, "You think I was? Did you? I was sleeping. Why? I didn't see it. It didn't. So even here, trust me. Mm. I know they talking bad about you. I know they saying it. I oh, Tommy must have fell out of the wrong church. He, please, you know, I didn't know when you lose people, people will treat you like that or say that your belief is off. And this is why they're winning in time, and you're under it." It's a, oh, I say, look how people do you. I'm just lucky because I always ask to know God in a special way. But you got to be careful what you ask for. And I'm learning them different. But I'm loving. Let's like Paul say, look how these things have gold. It's creepy how I'm becoming closer in love with you through these sufferings. It's, no, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's good stuff from Tommy Harris. Yes, and, 
and and man, well, well, final question I did want to ask you about. Uh, you, you started the locker room, and and so it's a ministry for for young men. And, and so, what what's your your passion behind this, and, and what are you hoping to uh, to allow the Lord to accomplish through this? Well, I went off to uh, therapy after uh, uh, I went through all those my wife's uh, diff- the all the difficult stuff. But I, I went off and got some therapy for like twelve days at a camp. And I spent like so many thousands to get help. And I said, I wonder, I, no wonder why so many people are screwed up, mm. right? You can't, you can't afford the, the people that can ask the right questions to get the answer out of it. Like, it's, it's crazy. So I said, I was, what if I could build my own platform for guys? And after retiring, I had missed the locker room so dearly, the brotherhood of it. And knowing how much we deal with and can't talk or really don't have a safe place to express our honesty, our truth without being violently judged. Or So just to build that place, the locker room is just a place that we do a high school locker room, a college locker room, and a pro locker room where people could come, men come and sign up and just to have real talk. We play fourth quarters, uh, four quarters, and we go through four different subjects with a halftime where you go off and you reflect on the thoughts or you talk about different things, but it's an interactive panel where men get the tough question answered, uh, getting encouraged or they have a weakness that they can make it because I made it and you can do it and I'll be here to help you go through this situation. So I think the hardest thing in life was to know that life's game goes on, but the field might have changed, but the game is still playing. The mm. field is, is, is totally different out here now. Like it, it is on a whole nother level. And I didn't know how much I needed a coach in this game of life. Mm. So um, it was hard finding different guys. And as, the, as the, 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 the program consistently builds, it is just saying that more men are getting mentors that are getting help with the, with the hard questions. So that's all. I, and I think if we could do that, that would influence our communities. Our communities continue to spread out from there. That, that's awesome. The, the website, TommyHarrisLockerRoom.com. And you can follow Tommy on Twitter, TommyHarris90. Uh, again, the website, TommyHarrisLockerRoom.com. Well, man, Tommy, I, I really appreciate you, uh, you sharing your, your heart and your journey with us today. And I, I know people are, are inspired and encouraged uh, by you and, and, and just your reliance on the Lord through all that you've been through. So, so I, I greatly appreciate you, uh, you sharing all that. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Wow. What a story. What a perspective. Really appreciate Tommy Harris joining us on Unpacking It. And I hope that you as a listener today were encouraged by him. And, and I think the message that he had for us today is the fact that, that we can endure and, and that life a lot of times is about enduring. And tragedy hits, challenges come, difficulties are a part of life. But when we can place our trust and faith in God to give us the strength and power we need to get through each day, and it, it truly is a day by day thing, and and I can't imagine what what Tommy Harris has gone through, continues to go through to to see his wife pass away is is heartbreaking and 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 truly tragic, and and then to to hear though his mindset that. He, he is growing in his faith, that he is relying on the Lord, that, that he's not allowing this to you know, totally wreck him and, and cause him to give up, but, but he's continuing to fight and, and continuing to, to endure and persevere. 
and, and, and life is hard. And so uh, it, it's, it's encouraging to hear how he's been able to approach it, and I hope that, that everyone today was encouraged by him. We'll come back for our final segment, Unpack This, right here on Unpacking It. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. It's time for our final segment of the day. We call it Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. So let's jump right in. The ESPYs took place this past week and celebrated the extraordinary sports accomplishments from this past year. All four major sports stop playing this one day of the year and the ESPYs take over. When no action is taking place on the field and while the sports world becomes temporarily silent, the ESPYs fill in the gap for sports fans by providing an opportunity to honor amazing performances. Before the games began again, we all looked back in awe and joyful remembrance of what took place in the sports world. Now, in our own lives, we usually experience much more than a day of silence or lack of action when it comes to waiting for answers to our prayers. We wonder when God is going to come through for us and when he's going to deliver us from our challenging circumstances. Although we keep praying and waiting, we can't help but wonder why nothing is happening and if God is ever going to act on our behalf. The truth is, though, God is always faithful and continuously working for our good and for his purposes. We just have to wait for his timing and his plan to be revealed. So what do we do in between and before the action picks up and becomes apparent to us? Well, we celebrate, worship, and praise God for everything he's already done. We focus on the many incredible things he's blessed us with and everything we've already experienced because of his grace and love. When it feels like nothing is currently happening, we remember and look back with awe at God's ongoing goodness and the many powerful moments from the past. When we do, we'll be filled with hope for what lies ahead because we know what God can do. The Bible says, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to him with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms of praise to him. For the Lord is a great God, a great king above all gods. So I hope you're willing to unpack that for yourselves and really appreciate you joining me today and hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts about today's show, you can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Until next time, I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM, Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio.